the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today for the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. A few snurries, a few uh, snurries, flurries. A few flurries are in the forecast. We're trying to be as economical with our language as possible. We're going to combine words for today's ride. Snow and flurries. Mm -hmm. Snurries are Mm -hmm. in the forecast. Not the Furbies, which make their appearance occasionally on the streets of the city of Pittsburgh. That's right. That's different. Yes. Good to see you as well, Kat. Thank you. Uh, How are things in the homestead? Well, I got to be honest. You know, there are just some days when you get cold. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just can't get it. So I, I'm like layered up. You know, for you those chill. of you watching the show on Facebook Live, I've got the thermal underneath. I've got two turtlenecks on, and mm. one of them likes a fluff. One of them's like a fluffy thing. Yeah. I, it, it's a lot that I have that mm-hmm. I have today. I just, I felt like it was needed. Yeah, what you really need is a bowl of chicken noodle soup. Well, if nice? you're ready, if you're willing to supply it, John, I'll say yeah. yes. What's the deal? How about um, people? Uh, this is something that really is not part of my knowledge base. When you want good chicken noodle soup. People go to a Chinese restaurant. Oh, I well, we go to Royal Myanmar, which is a Burmese restaurant. And you get good chicken noodle soup. Oh, my gosh. Really? John. What is that? It is so delicious. The Royal Myanmar chicken noodle soup is like, it's so healing. Everything about it is great. Really healing. All right. I love it. All right. Well, maybe that's in your future. Uh, that would be nice. So, some chicken if I didn't soup. have already have a plan for tonight's dinner, I might think about that. Mm. All right. Hey, uh, we're getting underway here. We look at the news of the world and locally as well. Kath always presents us, as she does right now, with the top four at four. All right, all of ye. For Thursday, February 18th, number one. What could make an isolating, dangerous pandemic worse? How about a historically terrible winter? Well, that's what we've got, and what we're experiencing here in Western Pennsylvania is nothing compared to Texas. Nearly half a million Texans still without power after frigid temperatures kicked large shares of the state's power plants off its grid this week, leaving more than 4 million people in the dark and triggering outrage, according to USA Today. Across the U.S., more than 1.1 million people have no electricity. Can you believe that? Louisiana, Alabama, and Oregon experienced widespread outages. As many as 36 people have died. Traffic accidents have claimed most lives, but some have died as a result of fire or carbon monoxide poisoning while struggling to find warmth inside their homes. And while temperatures are rising in some parts of the country, abnormally cold temperatures will hang around through the end of the work week in Texas, says the National Weather Service. Number two. 
Hundreds of people have put nearly 10 years of work into developing NASA's most advanced robotic explorer yet, the Perseverance rover, and the moment has come. The rover landed on Mars today at 3.55 p.m. Eastern Standard, shortly before we went to air. And according to CNN, some of the hardest work was readying the mission during its final stages before launch back in July during the pandemic. And, of course, the rover carries a tribute to healthcare workers around the world. An aluminum plate installed on the rover chassis shows Earth supported by the ancient symbol of the serpent entwined around a rod to represent the global medical community. Quote, we wanted to demonstrate our appreciation for those who have put their personal well-being on the line for the good of others, said Matt Wallace, who is the deputy project manager at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Quote, it is our hope that when future generations travel to Mars and happen upon our rover, they will be reminded that back on Earth in the year 2020, there were such people. And number three, some good news. Pennsylvania's COVID numbers continue to decline as the state's Department of Health latest report shows cases on average have dropped more than 50% just since last month. And number four, an SUV was trapped in ice on North Park Lake in McCandless after a 23-year-old man attempted to drive across the frozen lake late last night, according to Allegheny County Police. The trip reports that the driver allegedly told police he mistook the lake for a parking lot. <laughs> that happens. Mm-hmm. The 2010 Subaru SUV was stuck when one tire broke through the ice. I'm happy to tell you nobody was hurt. It's your top four at four. Very nice. All right. I mistook the lake for a parking lot. What do you think he was going to Wendy's? I, I feel like I need to say it out loud again. He mistook the lake yeah. for a parking lot. Stop by and get himself some frosty, a little frosty and some fries. I don't know. Okay. Hey, speaking of the uh, oh. SUV on the ice, I, I want to go back to this perseverance story because it is oh, it's so amazing. Yeah? cool. I mean, when you think about, the geniuses behind engineering this what what just happened here less than 10 minutes or so ago so this rover has been coming in you know for months flying into mars it hits into the atmosphere it breaks through the atmosphere the martian atmosphere going over 2000 miles an hour in a matter of a few minutes it slows itself down but while it's slowing itself down it heats up to more than 2000 degrees so, so it's so hot that it could um, melt ore. That's how hot the outside of the spacecraft is. Then this gigantic sp- um, parachute opens up, slows the thing down considerably. Then it jettisons the outer shell of the spaceship that's connected to the parachute. That goes away. There is a two bodies, this body holding the SUV-like perseverance structure that has jets on the outside those jets are operating again to slow it down it comes down within a few feet slowly of the martian surface some tendrils come down steel cables that slowly bring the lander to touch down on the ground that thing disconnects those cables the thing that's doing the jet thing it flies away and crashes on the martian landscape away from the rover and the rover sits and starts to power up is that cool that is outrageous that is outrageous mike and i just sat here and watched it uh, live on the youtube the nasa youtube channel and those men and women in that room in that control room i mean can you 
Were they so geeked? How do you carry that? I mean, one little thing. All it took was right. one little thing to go wrong. And all that, I mean, billions of dollars, more than a decade of planning and execution and building. But it worked. And that thing, that it's the size calf of your Chevy Equinox sitting on the Martian really? surface. It has six wheels, massive cameras. The goal is, the singular goal um, I heard it described this morning, you know, like when you go and see um, like a swamp and or, or like a, a, a fetid lake where there is, you know, um, algae mm-hmm. on the side of the algae of the of the lake. There's always a residue, you know, um, that builds up over time. They're saying that perhaps if there indeed is life on Mars, as that water dissipated billions or millions of years ago, that that microbes that may be the only form of life outside of the earth on Mars is embedded, embedded in there somewhere. So this Rover right now is on this massive 23 mile lake bed and it's going to start to roll around digging down into the surface and then analyzing it on Martian soil as well. It's, it's a shocking, shocking accomplishment. Cool. I mean, good grief. It really is cool. And I know people go, why are we spending all that money? I get that. You know, I understand, you know, yeah, yeah. But for scientific advancement, the weird thing is the Chinese right now, they mm-hmm. sent up a rover uh, not that long after we did. I'm sorry, before we did. It's circumventing Mars right now. It is yet to come down. That's going to okay. happen in a while. So the space race is out there in the in the the universe, deep space, Mars. Wow. It's a big day. It certainly is a big day. It is. All right. Not only are we going to talk about NASA, but we got a lot more ahead oh in gosh. today's program. We're going to talk about Lent. Ash Wednesday, of course, began Lent just yesterday. And so we'll unpack that a little bit. Um, also, we'll talk about the story of Ravi Zacharias, um, a person who has uh, been a longtime teacher here on Word FM, also a longtime teacher from in on YouTube, online, in book form, back to VHS, you name it, um, passed away. Industry. Yeah, passed away within the last year. And of course, since then, there have been shocking reports um, of sexual abuse that he engaged in uh, during his uh, long life in ministry. And so we're going to talk to the news editor of Christianity Today, Daniel Silliman, about that in our five o'clock hour. Also, uh, the death of Rush Limbaugh yesterday, we discussed. Um, we mentioned, you know, just what an incredible broadcast hero he was um, and what a controversial person. Well, we're going to talk about what happens when someone who's controversial dies. Now, of course, in regular life, you know, someone passes away and, you know, you give sympathies and you extend your condolences. But in the online culture, in the Facebook, Twitter sphere, it is not that way. We'll talk about what it means in a social media world to speak ill of the dead. All right. There's a lot more fun stuff also coming up on uh, today's Ride Home. We're so glad you're with us. It's the Thursday edition. Be right back. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Hope Darst, Promise Keeper. You are the promise keeper. Run to the Father from Matt Marr. I brought to the Father. And Say I Won't, Mercy Me. Say I won't. 
the best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. AUBAL helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. And so now Mike Lindell, he wants to give back. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now. Click on the new radio listener specials. Listen, MyPillow, it's a really good pillow. I love it. I use it every night. I sleep like a baby. You can get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, robes, so much more. For example, they're bringing back the BOGO offer. Buy one, get one on Giza Dream Sheets right now. Buy one set, another one absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, hit the new radio listener specials. Promo code is WORD. Call 800-391-0954. MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. 800-391-0954. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229 or give online preborn.org slash radio. Christ Church at Grove Farm invites you to join us on Wednesday evenings this Lenten season. We have gathered a powerful lineup of some of Pittsburgh's most prominent pastors to lead us through an evening of praise, prayer, and a focus on the Psalms as we seek God in the weeks leading to Easter. We kick off our Men of Steel series on Ash Wednesday with John Guest, and following that you will hear from Jay Passivant, Bishop Joseph Garlington, Rock Dilliman, John Nuzo, and Ed Glover. For more information on our in-person or online worship, head to our website, ccgs. So as you hear, the Lenten season is upon us. Yesterday was Ash Wednesday, and I think for a lot of people, especially for evangelical Presbyterians, the rise of Lent has become perhaps a newer phenomenon in the last decade or so. We'll talk about that, but uh, to engage in Lent in many ways is an act of repentance. And Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh, specifically to talk to us about a twofold approach to repentance. Pastor Brown, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, John. Kathy, thanks for having me. Always good, Josh. Thank you. All right, Josh, Lynn, let's start talking um, in the conversation about Ash Wednesday. I'm speaking to a friend mm-hmm. of mine today, um, raised in a Protestant home uh, like I was. Um, he's very uncomfortable with the idea of Ash Wednesday. It seems, quote unquote, too Catholic for him. Um, when you hear that, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it is something of a litmus test, I think, in some people's minds. If you celebrate it on any level, then you 
who are certainly of a more Catholic kind of a persuasion in your faith, and, and if you don't, then you're not. But it's something that has been a part of a lot of different Christian traditions over the years um, in different forms and in different ways. It, as the beginning of the Lenten season, it's something that I think every Christian tradition would acknowledge as this marks the beginning of the Lenten season in terms of how you observe that or what kind of services you do. That That's a little bit different. But seeing it as a time to say we are beginning this journey uh, through the Lenten season, Ash Wednesday is a particular time to acknowledge the fact that uh, we are mortal, as Scripture says. You are from dust and you shall return to dust. That's something that we acknowledge at the beginning. We need someone to deliver us from that. We need someone to rescue us from those things. I mean, that's a thoroughly biblical sentiment. Again, the way that you maybe the way that you maybe go about that in a particular service can have some different elements from one tradition to the other. But as, as a whole, as a what it is, is the beginning of Lent, as an acknowledgement of our need for someone to rescue us from death. Uh, that's just a that's just a biblical sentiment. Okay, so then, Josh, as we follow along, as we're talking the the church calendar, and now in this Lenten mm-hmm. season, traditionally, a lot of people have said well, I'm going to give something up for Lent as a, as a means of sacrifice, which is good. I mean, you know, to repent and to yeah. deny mm-hmm. ourselves, that, that's necessary. Uh, but there's also a lot more to it than just sort of uh, extracting things. We should also be gaining as we move along, too. I think that's an element of it, yeah, in particular, John. You're right. Lent, when most people think of Lent, if they're not real familiar with it, you, you assume that you're giving up something or you're, you're temporarily depriving yourself of something that you probably overindulge in anyway. <laughs> or, or Lentil, mm-hmm. Lent right. is kind of that, you know, that catalyst that you needed to finally uh, break a habit that you wanted to do anyway. You can use it as kind of a leverage point in some ways. Mm-hmm. But that's something a lot of people associate with Lent, is I'm going to give up something or set aside something for a little while. And that that is an aspect of repentance. That's what the season is meant to be about, to turn away from our sins, to acknowledge that we are in need of a Savior, and to turn to Jesus Christ. So repentance always has an element of, of turning. That's, you know, sure, People have explained that on your show. You've talked about that before. That's what the word means. It means a turning away from something. It's not just feeling bad or, or regretting that you got caught doing something you shouldn't do and then do it again later anyway. Repentance is turning away from something. And even just if you think about what the word means, if you're turning away from one thing, you are have to be turning towards something else. Uh, that's just what that's what an act of, of turning is. So there's a turning away from our sin and a turning to Jesus Christ. And that's the, use that phrase, the twofold element, John. That, that's it right there. There's a turning away from sin and a turning to Jesus Christ. Right. And, and really, when you hear this, and I hear you talk about this, Josh, it's not just a, a, a Lenten season event. This is a, a reflection that we should be doing daily. It is, yeah. Uh, Martin Luther very famously said in, in uh, his 95 Theses, uh, the famous thing that he nailed on the cathedral door of Wittenberg was kind of the symbolic beginning of the Protestant Reformation. The first of his theses there says, when our Lord calls us to repent, he willed that our entire life would be one of repentance. And you could hear that and think, wow, that sounds really depressing and dark. <laughs> Dude, I'm just supposed to go around feeling bad about myself all the time. But again, that's not what the word repentance means there. When Jesus said that at the beginning of his gospel, he said, repent, believe, and follow after me. The word carries that sense of turning away from the things that had taken us away from Jesus and turning to Jesus himself. So yes, that is something, John, you're right, that goes way beyond just the Lenten season. 
Um, it is a continual thing that we are doing, a dying to sin and a rising to new life in Christ. The Reverend Josh Brown is with us, Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in the Oakland District of Pittsburgh. Um, okay, so so what you're saying is this this twofold um, Lenten experience, which is you know sacrificing things, taking other things on. Um, practically speaking, how much latitude is there for the Christian in determining what you should do, what you can do, what is beneficial for you to do? Yeah, that's a really good question, Kathy. And again, just I want to point out one other place you see that highlighted. A verse that often gets used around the beginning of the Lenten season is Romans six eleven, which says you should consider yourself dead to sin and alive mm-hmm. to God in Christ Jesus. So that, that's another place you just see both of those things there, a death to sin and a new life to God in Christ Jesus. So when you're trying to figure out what does that look like, um, it, it, it's very easy to get legalistic about those things and to say, well, here's the three or four things I have to cut out of my life and the three or four things I have to put in there. And if you're doing it just to make sure that you check certain boxes or erase certain other ones, then that can get you into an actually spiritually unhealthy approach to it. It needs to be something that is a genuine desire of the heart where you say, you know, you know these things are things that I know are distracting me from Jesus for whatever reason, because they have become uh, more important to me than he is, because they have just demanded my time, my energy, my resources. For whatever reason, I really know that these things are taking me away from him, so I want to step away from them. Um, Not just a sense of a kind of dour obligation, but I know that this is be good. And because I see who Jesus is and what he's done for me, I want to be doing things they're going to be focusing me more and more on him. So to your question, Kathy, I don't know that it's necessarily like a hard and fast, you know, here are the 10 things you need to step away from and the 10 things you need to step into, but it's for each individual person, what are, what are those things and what's the motivation behind it? That's perhaps Mm -hmm. always the more important question. Why are you doing these things? What, why? So that you can tell your neighbor you did them or because this is something that you know is going to be a way of deepening your own relationship with the Lord. So, uh, just, I mean, I will give just a couple examples, though. I think some of the some of the ones that are probably, you know, unsurprising to hear, making sure that you are spending time in worship and in prayer and in Scripture, uh, if these aren't regular practices of yours anyway, then pick them up, embrace them. Those are things that you can do as, as a way of making sure that you are focusing more and more on Christ during this time. Mm-hmm. Good, Josh. I was... Um... Reflecting on Ash Wednesday yesterday, and of course, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, you know, in the midst of this pandemic, life takes on different hues and colors and emotions, I think more so than ever. I mean, there's a real exclamation point, I think, for a lot of people this year, isn't there? There is. And this kind of global pandemic, it does, it it foregrounds those things that are always true. Like you said, John, I mean, the fact that you and I are frail and finite, that scripture says we are like the grass of the field that's here today and gone tomorrow. That's, that's always true. It's true everywhere, every time, always. And yet when you're brought face to face with it, perhaps in ways that you're not used to, it can be a little unsettling. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's not a comfortable thing. I think ultimately is a good thing. If again, it is a reason that is something that brings us, uh, back to Jesus and causes us to, to just rest and trust in him even more deeply, then it is ultimately a good thing. It's not comfortable. I, I don't like being reminded of that. I don't, 
I actually don't like reminding other people of that. It feels a little, <laughs> a little hard to tell, tell people that I people that I know and people that I care about and right. you know, congregation or friends or families to say, hey, just remember, you're dust and someday you will die. That does right. kind of Thanks, hard Pastor. thing to. Yeah, yeah, Thank exactly. Um, right, <laughs> but it's a, it's a place we have to start because uh, you know if we don't if you don't acknowledge that. Um, it, it, when we get to, when we get to Easter time and we really are spending our time focusing on the resurrection of Jesus, it actually minimizes our celebration. Um, it can, it can really lessen the joy that we could have if we don't fully face how severe the problem is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So we do the hard work now, right? You really distill this, dig down deep into this so that we can, you know, celebrate big time on Easter morning. Exactly. Yeah. If I, I mean, if I told you, John, that you just had like a little, you know, head cold or something, and then you got better, you'll be glad. You'll appreciate it. But if yeah, I had told right. you that you had some kind of terminal illness, right, and then you find out you've been cured of that, well, it's even it's even a better reason to celebrate. So you do have to see. <laughs> yeah, you you got to see just how serious the problem is, mm. so that you can really fully just bask in the joy of the good news. That's right. That's really good. Reverend Josh Brown with us, Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in Oakland. Josh, uh, tell our listeners about Belfield. We are, as you said, right there in the middle of Oakland, in the middle of the university and medical communities that are, that are right down there. But we've got uh, people who come from all over the area. Um, so it's an exciting kind of place to be there. And like a lot of places, we're trying to give people different opportunities um, to be able to be a part of things down there. So we do have some limited on-site um, opportunities for worship and some other things. We've been trying to build out our online presence like a lot of people have. Uh, so you can find it all on our website if people are curious about that. But we just want to see the best ways that we can bear witness to Jesus in that Oakland community there and certainly throughout Pittsburgh. That's good. Josh, always a pleasure. Listen, uh, have yourself a very difficult Lent, my friend. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate that, John. I thank you. I do. And, and yeah, it's always good to be on with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's always our pleasure. Pastor Josh Brown, Belfield Presbyterian Evangelical Church in the Oakland neighborhood, right across from the uh, Pit Bookstore. Take a break. Come back. The soothing digital rooms of YouTube. Bring it on. That's a thing. That's next. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic Yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers and a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when there seems to be none. All your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us now online and on your mobile app 
at christianradio.com. Hey, you've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. And so now Mike Lindell, he wants to give back. You can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now, click on the new radio listener specials. Listen, my pillow, it's a really good pillow. I love it. I use it every night. I sleep like a baby. You can get deep discounts on my pillow mattress toppers, robes, so much more. For example, they're bringing back the BOGO offer. Buy one, get one on Giza Dream Sheets right now. Buy one set, another one absolutely free. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money back guarantee. Go to mypillow.com, hit the new radio listener specials. Promo code is word. Call 800 391 0954. Mypillow.com. Promo code WORD, 800-391-0954. It's the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for a queen price from brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 during the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight will be overcast with occasional snow and flurries, mainly early. Storm total snowfall 3 to 6 inches. Roads will be snow-packed and slippery tonight, so take extra precaution as you need to head out and about. We'll see a low of 25. More tomorrow, cloudy and cold with a couple of snow showers, high 29. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and colder, low 13. Saturday, mostly cloudy with flurries. It'll be very cold Saturday with a high of 24. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Imagine yourself right now, perhaps in a dark jazz club somewhere in Paris. Okay. Oh, in Paris. Wow. Okay. I like this. Okay. There's the murmur of people speaking in French, perhaps some Chick Corea or, you know, whatever it is that your jazz style gravitates toward, the clinking of glasses, uh, mm-hmm. laughter, some murmuring, conversation about books or whatnot. Open your eyes now, and when you log on to YouTube, you can be surrounded by that image. Or perhaps you'd want to be in a redwood forest, surrounded by ferns and the majesty of the giant redwoods. Well, those images, and literally thousands and thousands like them, are part of a so-called world of ambient videos a genre on YouTube that pairs relaxing soundscapes with animated scenery in order to make viewers feel as though they are immersed in very specific spaces. Now, these existed in some rough form before the pandemic, but they are the rage right now on YouTube. I mean, there's here's the, here's the weird one. If you miss being in the stinky New York subway, Mm-hmm. There's a video for you where you can go and sit on a bench down in the New York subway and hear the sounds, you know, imagine the smells, which you, if you've been in a New York subway, you don't want to imagine. <laughs> you want to try to leave the smells in your uh, faraway memory. Right. I mean, 
people who are Hogwarts fans. There you are sitting, you know, in a library watching books float by and other people are surrounding you reading. I mean, it's just a cool thing. Another explosion of creativity that's available to us as we are homebound. I'm going to spend some time this evening doing this. You okay, now listen. Now listen. I love this. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have not done very much of this, but the jazz bar in Paris is one of, is truly, that's one of my favorites. When you said that, I thought that's really funny. Okay. So, but there are also all sorts of other things. So you could do jungle waterfall. You could do downtown Los Angeles city view at night. Nice. You could do ready for this library sounds. <laughs> okay. Cozy cabin porch ambiance. Like so you're that. out on a you're out on a porch mm-hmm. outside your cabin and it's raining. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there are twelve hours of relaxing fireplace sounds. Mm. As you mentioned, the Hogwarts classroom, which I think is really funny. Yeah. But you can also go onto the Star Trek bridge sure. and hear you know whatever you would hear there. I mean, how about tranquil ocean wildlife? I don't know. I'm going to spend a little, you know, time this evening sort of seeing what's out there. Listen, I guarantee you, I know you very well. You're going to get so sucked into this. (laughs) That's scary. There's an Aurora Borealis one that's that's like, it's so, it's just amazing. You should Mm -hmm. see it. There's there's a a 4K one, uh, the bird's eye view of Croatia in Europe, three hours of that. Sure. That'll make you think, why Why am I in America? Why can't I go there immediately? There's also a coral reef aquarium. I mean, it just goes on and on. They're okay. awesome. On YouTube, ambient videos. Yeah, right? Mike, have you seen any of these? I, I have. I have seen them. And I was just thinking, I know that it's COVID right now, and I know we can't go to a lot of places, but I think it's kind of goofy. You I think it's weird? Think, I think it's weird. I'm it's, doing yeah. it, man. Okay, it's so listen. Weird. Okay, so it is, first of all, it's very weird. Let me just say that, okay? But here's what happens. If you're like laying in bed and you close your eyes, it's it's epic. I'm you're telling there. you. It's like better cool. than any of your whatever that weird sleep thing is that you say you yeah, listen to, Mike. It's thing. like way better oh, yeah. than that. That's super cool. Let's step away for just a, a few minutes. When we come back, we were just talking to Pastor Josh about this, about, you know, deep diving into this Lenten season. Our next guest, Ann Kennedy, She likes Lent in many ways better than Easter. Let's have that conversation. Anne's going to tell us a story about her friend who passed away, which drives her deeper into this Lenten season. That's next, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We are Word FM. WORD. She was giving me the ultrasound and she turned on the sound and my baby had a heartbeat. I have a baby inside of me. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you could provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 
baby or go to wordfm.com. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. Hey, this is Laura Story, and I'm excited to invite you to join me, Alistair Begg, Michael O'Brien, and our friends at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2021 on an amazing cruise to Alaska. Alaska is a truly spectacular place to draw close to God. It's filled with ice blue glaciers, rugged mountains, and untamed wildlife. God's majesty is constantly on display, and I'm praying that he will use our time to do something truly significant in your life. Soak in breathtaking landscape as we worship and go deeper with God's word as a compass for our time together. I hope you will join me August 28th through September 4th, 2021. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. 855-565-5519 or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. A global pandemic, frigid temperatures, power outages, and of course, the beginning of the Lenten season, which for a certain type of personality, and I'll raise my hand here, this is something that I look forward to. And uh, it's... I don't know what it means. I mean, I can say this from the comfort of my spare room, which is kind of ironic, right? But but there's something about suffering that draws you in. Our next guest, Ann Kennedy, she shares many of these same sentiments that I just expressed. Ann is the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. Ann blogs daily. We follow along at her blog, Preventing Grace. And happy Lent to you, if there is such a thing. Thank you. Uh, same to you. My my kids have been saying that the proper Lenten greeting should be, may God have mercy on your soul. And I think they uh, they were being funny, but I think it's appropriate, actually. That's wow. very good. Yes. Okay. All right. So tell us this thing that I've learned about you, Anne, that you uh, like Lent better than Easter. Are you a monster? I am a monster. Yes. <laughs> I I tend towards the melancholy anyway, and I have a very high view of suffering. I think um, that suffering is valuable 
experience in the Christian life, and it's really only understandable. I think suffering is only, you can only make sense of suffering if you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, Easter, you know, is is wonderful, but it, it's a sort of a, when you, when you try to tell yourself that it's Easter season, um, it's kind of like thinking that only good things should happen on your birthday. You know, if if you're a real person, something bad will someday happen to you on your birthday. And if you're a real Christian, bad things will happen in the Easter season, which lasts even longer than Lent does. Um, Lent is only six weeks long, but Easter, the Easter season is seven weeks uh, because that's how important uh, of a feast it is. But um, but bad things will still happen in Easter season, as we discovered last year during COVID. And um, Lent is a is a really great metaphor for the Christian life. It provides really helpful and useful furniture to be able to cope with life being a difficult um, proposition. And so I am always kind of relieved when Lent appears. I, I breathe a big sigh of relief, like I've returned to my true spiritual home. That's good. So, Anne, we, we've talked about this uh, in past appearances w- with us, that you yourself are a child of international um, uh, missionaries and uh, spent a, a big chunk of your young childhood living overseas. And, of course, relationships from that. So adding more heartbreak to the misery of where we are in this particular pandemic and all that and more. And now with the start of the Lenten season, you received some heartbreaking news just uh, the other day, yes? Yes. So my my parents have worked in Africa for over 30 years, I think coming on 40 years. They were in Mali in West Africa first, and they've spent the last 15 years in Kenya. And they were forced home by uh, COVID last March. Uh, they um, had to come back to the States because they are in a high-risk category. But of course, when they did that, uh, the lives of all the people they love in Kenya continued to carry on. And um, and COVID has not been good for any part of the world. So uh, the the kind of suffering that we've had here in the states is um, we, we that that's going on everywhere, only in more extreme uh, kind of measure. Um, so the person that has um, really been their best friend in Kenya is a young man. He's in, in his thirties. Uh, he they hired him. Um, as a sort of a part-time gardener, and then he became their right hand and their um, their true friend. And they've helped put him, he, he was a semester away from being done with a BA in business. Um, they helped him as uh, he got married. He had two young children. Um, and they walked through their his, his whole adulthood. They were there with him. Um, my dad was really his, father he had no father um and so uh in on the first day of january he came he he came down with a very very bad headache he was in western kenya and um he went to a doctor and um you know who sent him home and then he's been in in and out of hospitals uh through mid well till yesterday and uh he died suddenly in the hospital in Kenya, uh, a hospital where a lot of the nursing staff is on strike because of COVID. 
um, he didn't die of COVID, and we will never know why he died because the hospital didn't um, wasn't equipped to deal with critical or acute kind of care, um, and it was very sudden. So uh, his wife was, of course, WhatsApping in real time with uh, with us here, and um, which just didn't expect for him to just suddenly breathe his last breath. Um, and now we are trying to, in Kenya, you can't leave the hospital until you've paid all your bills, even if you have died. So we're um, trying to help get um, all the bills paid so that his body can be released to her and she can take him to Western Kenya to be buried. Um, but it's, uh, it, 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 Niebert was one of them, the most honorable scrupulously honest, wonderful people that I've ever been able to know. And um, as I've come across many people in the last year who have behaved very badly, you know, in very publicly in the Christian world and the non-Christian world, it's interesting to me that God would take somebody so um, devoted to himself and somebody so honest and so kind and so caring for the poor who was himself poor, uh, home to himself. A lot of um, people's lives are more chaotic today because he's not there, um, including the the tiny preschool that we support in a slum. He's the chairman of the board for that, and he was a, a father figure to many of the children there. So um, in a very poor situation, he was a person who gave and gave and gave. And I'm, of course ready to proclaim that God is good, but I'm, I'm very much in the wilderness today and Lent is uh, the best time for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, Anne, first of all, I'm very, very sorry. Um, Surely are for your friend Niebert. Yeah. And for his wife and his children and your parents um, and everyone who loves him. Um, and I don't, it, it's a difficult time, isn't it, to have to walk through a circumstance that you really cannot make any sense out of. It's another um, layer of heavy grief. And, you know, your parents, of course, as they came back, all of their personal belongings that they carried with them all their lives, they disappeared, stolen in a heartbeat in a U-Haul truck. And now their best friend, who's um, a, a child to them in many ways, I mean, heartbreak is just... <laughs> brutal to bear is it not yeah yes yes it's been um hard to make sense of god's mercy in this time and one text that had been trying to hang on to is um the the words that jesus spoke on the sermon of the mount at the sermon on the mount um, where he held up the the poor and the broken and the wretched uh, as if they were particularly favored by God. Um, and I think that that's true, but I I personally have have never been able to emotionally understand it, and I still don't. Um, and I think for those of us here in the States um, who don't see poverty and don't see death uh, close at hand, we do not understand that... Um, it is in the the very dust, in the very wretchedness of humanity that God particularly shows his love and his mm-hmm. glory. Um, we can say that out loud, but we don't really uh, understand what that means. And um, But I think many people around the world do know wh- what that is and do know how to trust God um, 
even when things, or especially when things are really, really terrible. Yeah. And, you know, suffering is at the high, I've said this so often since I lost my parents last year, that suffering is at the heart of the universe in some way that we really can't imagine or appreciate. Um, And it's proven by the fact that Jesus had to come and do it. Um, It had to be conquered. It had to be lived through. It had to be endured. And um, it had, it, there's no, you can't go around it. I think that's what um, is so difficult to to deal with. Yeah. You you can't go around it, Anne. Yeah, you can't, you can't go around it. You have to go through it. Um, And yet you don't have the, you know, I don't think any of us have the power to, we, we don't know how we can't. And so even then God comes and takes us through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's merciful, but it is, um, I'm sure that's the name of a book. It's a very severe mercy yeah. that feels cruel. And, um, and there is a lot of judgment mixed up in it. You know, we don't know how to, um, disentangle the two kinds of mercy and judgment. Um, but God, you know, holds them together and, um, it's a it's a strange and difficult it's impossible for us to really understand what it is that he's doing and why yeah and i've called it often the terrible grace of god that's mm. the best way i can that's, that's the best way i can describe it i mean there's just and also the the anus horribilis i think is another mm. way of saying the the mm. horrible horrible year yeah, for sure. Well, Anne, we love you. We want to thank we you for being you. on here today and talking about a difficult thing. Yes. It would have been a lot easier not to come on and talk about it, but I think that you've really, um, I don't know, let us in on a window of what it's like to, you know, all of us go through periods like this and it's good to be encouraged by other people. So thank and you, to, my friend. in some ways, honor Niebert and his family yeah. as well. So, Anne, we love you. Thank and you. Um, may God have mercy on your soul. Thank you for you also. Thank you so much for letting me talk about it today. Truly, the, the honor's ours. We need to step away for just a few minutes. Um, stay with us. It's the four o'clock hour of the ride home with John and Kathy. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Call Protect My Car for details. These days, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you own a car, truck, or SUV made from $19.99 or higher, you could stop paying for car repairs. That's right. You might not have to pay a penny to have it repaired. Just dial star star 1144 on your mobile phone now to see if you qualify. You must have an automobile made from $19.99 or higher and all repairs for your engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Dial star star 1144 on your mobile phone today and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. That's right, total protection for your car and no more repair bills. Plus, free roadside assistance, free towing, free car rental, and free oil changes. Just dial star star 1144 on your mobile phone now to see if your car qualifies. That's star star 1144. Never pay for car repairs again. Just dial star star 1144 on your mobile phone now. Dial star star 1144. Hey, you've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. And so now Mike Lindell, he wants to give back. You can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now, click on the new radio listener specials. Listen, my pillow, it's a really good pillow. I love it. I use it every night. I sleep like a baby. 
you can get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, robes, so much more. For example, they're bringing back the BOGO offer. Buy one, get one on Giza Dream Sheets right now. Buy one set, another one absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, hit the new radio listener specials. Promo code is WORD. Call 800 391 0954. MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, 800-391-0954. Christ Church at Grove Farm invites you to join us on Wednesday evenings this Lenten season. We have gathered a powerful lineup of some of Pittsburgh's most prominent pastors to lead us through an evening of praise, prayer, and a focus on the Psalms as we seek God in the weeks leading to Easter. We kick off our Men of Steel series on Ash Wednesday with John Guest, and following that you will hear from Jay Passivant, Bishop Joseph Garlington, Rock Dilliman, John Nuzo, and Ed Glover. For more information on our in-person or online worship, head to our website, ccgf.org slash Lent. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. All right, so uh, we haven't done this in a long time, John, but celebrity birthdays. <laughs> oh, no. What do you think of that for, as far as a shift? <laughs> okay, we went from the despair. Yeah to celebrity yep. birthdays uh whose birthday uh celebrity wise okay, so is it? so we've got uh today we've got john travolta oh hey staying alive how old do you think john travolta is today john oh boy well welcome back cotter mm-hmm. uh i would say john travolta he is certainly a senior citizen and he's probably a member of aarp I know he's so he's got to be over 65. Uh, and he's a is, member of the Church of Scientology, if we're keeping oh, track right. of other things he's a member of. <laughs> is he 70 or is he between 60? I would say he's somewhere between 65 and 70. Um, uh, I'm not going to crush John Travolta too, but I would say John Travolta is uh, today, happy birthday, 68. 67. Hey, okay. Oh, right. you're good at this. Okay. Right. Uh, are you a fan? Well, no, I gotta no, be honest. No. I mean, I loved early John Travolta. I mean, okay. um, but now you see him, I think, John, you know, you should have stopped with the plastic surgery about two decades ago, my friend. Yeah. Um, he just looks a little, he looks very Hollywood, which is not a good look. Right. So I want to like him. Okay. Um, and you know what? If you ever go back and look at Saturday Night Fever, I mean, you go. Oh, look I hate at- that movie. What a stupid film. film. That's a bad movie. I mean, it's a really bad movie. Oh, and he is gross. But it defined a generation. Oh, it's gross. Oh, I hate it. But Welcome Back, Cotter. I mean, Welcome Back, Cotter was funny. I never, I'm not a fan, but I have to tell you, just recently, I watched uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah. And he plays uh, Robert Shapiro. And I've got to tell you, I thought... At first, I thought, what is he doing? Like, this is such an absurd portrayal. And then after I was three or four episodes into it, I was like, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's the first thing I ever saw him in that I really loved. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't want to get on John Travolta. Obviously, he's a very talented man. So happy I'm birthday to John Travolta. I'm not asking you to Travolta. get on him. I'm just asking if you're a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Okay. It's also Molly Ringwald's birthday. Molly Ringwald. Uh, is that 16 Candles? Yes. Right? That's a long and, time ago, uh, too. And St. Elmo's Fire yeah, and Breakfast one, Club. The Brat Pack, right? The Brat she Pack, was the, uh, right? the, the female ingenue of the yes. Brat Pack. Was she not? Um, yes. Do you have any idea how old Molly Ringwald would be today? Well, this is getting up there as well, I think. I mean, uh, Molly Ringwald, probably 50-ish. Um, I don't want to crush her. Uh, maybe, maybe this is the big one for Molly. Maybe she's 50. Okay, she's 53. All right. Uh, I've seen Molly in a couple things uh, since the, you know, 16 Candle days. She was in, she did a really wonderful portrayal in one of the American Girl movies. Okay. Uh, Molly, I think is one it was called. She was really great in that. Anyway, I think she's a great actress. Happy birthday, Molly. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Hundreds of thousands of people in Texas are in their fourth day without electricity. The power outages in the state dropped to below 500,000. But a water crisis is also growing. Seven million people have been ordered to boil their water before consuming it. This week's extreme weather has been blamed for the deaths of more than 30 people, some of whom perished while struggling to keep warm inside their homes. The temperatures should be warming by the weekend. The number of Americans applying for unemployment aid rose last week to 861,000, evidence that layoffs remain high. Despite a steady drop in confirmed coronavirus infections, major indexes closing lower on Wall Street. The Dow fell 119 points, the Nasdaq off 100, and the S&P was down 17. This is SRN News. PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. Doing payroll is no longer a headache for our customer, Jeff. I've used various payroll providers in the past, and none can hold a candle to Patriot Software. Their software is ridiculously easy to use. The support staff is knowledgeable and courteous. I am very excited that Patriot Software files my tax forms for me, not just providing the forms like other payroll companies do. As a business owner, managing payroll has been a long-time headache that I no longer struggle with thanks to Patriot Software. I definitely rate your company 5 out of 5 stars. Go to PatriotSoftware.com to get your payroll pricing for up to 100 employees. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. 
Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. I'm Pastor Tom Hall of First Church Pittsburgh. Like you, I can't wait for this crazy time to be over. But in spite of how things seem, God isn't done with us. Join us at fpcp.org Sundays at 1045. Stream us on Facebook. Let's discover together how this story ends. Hint, Jesus wins. Tonight will be overcast with occasional snow and flurries, mainly early. Storm total snowfall 3 to 6 inches. Roads will be snow-packed and slippery tonight, so take extra precaution as you need to head out and about. We'll see a low of 25. More tomorrow, cloudy and cold with a couple of snow showers, high 29. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and colder, low 13. Saturday, mostly cloudy with flurries. It'll be very cold Saturday with a high of 24. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's cold out there. See, it's a cold one. Yep, just where we are in February. It's going to be really cold on Saturday. How about yep. that? Great. That's something to look forward to. You know, um, a few months ago, well, maybe six months or so ago, uh, Duffy there, mm-hmm. he made the announcement to us, he's buying a house. Yeah. And I was like, I thought in my head, this guy's buying a house in the middle of a pandemic. That's some boldness. That's bold. Well, apparently, Mike, you were cutting edge because you took a whole lot of people with you. Last year, local real estate agents say was their best year ever Yes, for selling homes. Yes. How about that? How about that? I mean, you would think, you know, pandemic. Oh, no, I'm not buying anything. Well, so where does Pittsburgh stand in the uh, pandemic housing market? I'm looking at an article from uh, the city paper, how the pandemic has shifted Pittsburgh's housing market. Well, listen, um, for many, many years, and of course, if you lived in Pittsburgh for you know, decades or so, you know that housing costs were really well below the national average. Well, with the infusion of the tech industry and, of course, national media trumpeting our low cost housing that's changed. Mm-hmm. We are now inching upwards. Housing prices have increased the last two years by more than 25% in Western Pennsylvania. Can you believe How about that? that? How about that? Yeah. So Mike, did you realize that your decision was going to be so influential that you Mike Duffy in the ride home, just deciding to purchase a home was going to cause this incredible real estate boom in the area. <laughs> I had no idea. I tell you mm-hmm. what though. I mean, I'm glad. I mean, we, we were we've been look we were looking for two years. Yeah, and the interest the interest rates were pretty. They weren't really high, 
um, four, four point five. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm glad we waited another year and a half because we mm-hmm. found a great, great low rate. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm super pumped for it. Nice. That's great. Well, so then along with the rise in housing prices, there's also, of course, in accordance, the handshake, the rise in rental prices, right? I mean, to, to rent an apartment right now, the and this is uh, it seems to be pretty cheap uh, in this article. Well, not pretty cheap. I'm sorry. In the article that I'm reading from the Pittsburgh City Paper, they're saying the average cost of a one-bedroom apartment, $847. Really? That's way higher than I thought. A lot. That's a lot of money. Now, that's the average cost. Of course, now, if you went to the suburbs, you know, or if you went, you know, in in, you know, lower economic areas, you'd find yourself some deals, but man, I mean, do you remember what you paid for your first apartment in Pittsburgh? Huh? It's funny. You should bring it up because yeah, yeah I do because we paid $800. That's why it's stuck bucks. in my head. I paid $800. It was a two bedroom apartment though. And it was on Ellsworth Avenue in Shadyside and it, it uh, housed four of us. So there were two of us per bedroom. Two so bedrooms, we, 800 bucks. Right. So we paid $200 a month. Oh, that's pretty cheap. It was great. Yeah. It was great for us. But what, that, what was, two, but that, that was two, uh, 89 to 91. Okay. Plus you're living in a prime location. You're on yes. Ellsworth Avenue. Right. Right. And it was a safe, you know, it was a, it was a safe building, you know, secure building. Sure, uh, sure. We, we had left campus and there was, you know, some concern on our parents' behalf on where we would be staying. Was it going to be? Of and then course, of course, after right, that, right. we moved to South Oakland and then no one gave a care what we were doing because our house was about falling down. We lived there for a long time. Yeah. So I wonder what that same apartment would go for now. That I don't two know. bedroom and I was worth having. I don't I know. Bet it's, I bet it's at least 1200 or more. It, I, I guess it, it would be. I guess sure. it would be. Or more. I mean, yeah. and it was a it was a very very nice uh, apartment as far as location, as you said, and it, you know hardwood floors and that sort of thing. Really crappy kitchen, but for you know people who were in college, it, I felt you know we felt like princes. We didn't have off. any furniture to sit on, but we felt like yeah. we were doing well. And for two hundred bucks a month, yeah, you know, pretty it was good. a pretty good deal. One of the things about becoming an adult, this is the best thing. You don't have to have roommates that you don't want to hang out with. Listen. You know what I'm saying? You know, how uh, many bad roommates do you have? Uh, I had I had uh, 18 roommates. <laughs> okay, 18 so you roommates. so don't think you can up me when it comes to the number oh, of roommates. Oh my no, I can't. No, no, I was very selective. I would say to my kids, like my kids, like leave a mess in the kitchen. I always go, here's my standard: don't be a bad roommate. Pick yes, up your stuff. Yes, listen, so true. Don't be a bad. But roommate. But you don't realize how you're a bad roommate until you are a roommate and someone points it out to you who's not your parents. That's the problem. I guess so. I told Mike about this. We have the uh, Dave Butler rule in my house. One of my college roommates, a guy that I still am in contact with, I love. But, you know, you'd, you'd buy like a container of orange juice. Yeah. It, at the end, at the bottom of the container, there'd be like four drops of orange juice left over. And you go, hey, Dave. He go, no, no, I left some for you. Mm-hmm. So it's the Dave Butler rule. If you're going to okay. finish it, just finish it. Don't give me five drops of, you know, 2% milk. It's just one of those bad roommate. Uh, Dave. The heck, Dave. You know. Anyway. Mike, how many roommates do you have? Oh, boy. Four. Just four, four total. Four. You're a, really? you're a rookie. You are yeah, a roommate. Rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? They were great. You know, they're. Uh, yeah, we're, I mean, there's nothing like a good roommate, right? Right, right. I mean, we're all guys, you know, leaving, the, leaving dishes out every yeah. now and then. But hey, you know. Every Friday, we made it a roll. We had one roll every Friday at 
at, at 9.30 a.m., you were clean in that place. No hey, ifs, ands, or buts. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I tell you what, I miss, uh, man, I kind of miss that lifestyle. I mean, I'm love, I'm loving the house life now, <laughs> but now, like, my honeydew list is like, yeah, it's, it's, you bought a house, my now friend. That, yes, that's right. But it's you a beautiful thing. A it's so worth it. <laughs> you can't call the landlord now. You got to take care of yeah. it yourself. I don't have right? to worry yeah. about a, uh, uh, a person upstairs when the baby's screaming and crying. It's, uh, no, yes. It's your house. Yes, it's my house. My roles. That's very good. Yes, it's a good indeed. feeling. It really sure is. Sure is. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We come back. We are going to delve into uh, the Ravi Zacharias heartbreak. Uh, just when you think you've heard it all, comes more yep. disgrace and abuse. We're going to talk through this with a, a news editor from Christianity Today. 101.5 WORD. Once I figured out, you know, it was a little boy, then I heard his heartbeat like I just cried. You guys helped me make my mind up. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. Where can you find Pittsburgh's most affordable hand-built mattress? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. At OMF, we've been manufacturing our mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them factory direct for 30 years. We use the highest quality materials because we believe our customers deserve the best. OMF offers a better quality mattress at a better price compared to the mainstream brands. Stop by your local OMF location to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. When you're shopping for a new mattress, knowledge is power. That's why transparency is at the heart of everything we do at the Original Mattress Factory. All of our mattresses are hand-built and hometown-made. And our factories are open to the public, so you can see exactly how we make each product. While the mattress industry often makes shopping confusing on purpose, the Original Mattress Factory shows you exactly what we're made of. Visit your local OMF location to see the original mattress factory difference for yourself. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible. Exceptional dentistry, compassionate care, Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com.
has unfortunately become all too familiar. Yeah. Where, as a, a believer, you're invested in someone's ministry, whether you listen to them on the radio here, uh, Christian Talk or Word FM, or you go out and uh, buy their books, whether you follow along on YouTube or, or whatnot. You become emotionally invested in the person, right? They become part of your life. And, you know, you, you, raise, you raise them up because they've been such great teachers and preachers right. all these many years. Literally, these people have changed your life. They've drawn, drawn you closer to our Lord. So you owe them a great a debt of gratitude as well. But then you hear something, somebody tells you something, you go, no, that can't be true. That's not, that's, come on, that's craziness. I love this guy. And then you read some more and then the truth is discovered. That the person who has been teaching and proclaiming the truth of Jesus in your life is caught up in a sex scandal. If it's happened once, no doubt it's happened 10 times in the last few years. It's a heartbreak. So the latest uh, you may have heard or not is Ravi Zacharias. And of course, he was one of the stalwarts of the Christian faith for decades. I mean, massive teacher, so accessible, such deep insight and wisdom, such passion and love for the Lord. Well, now the news is out that Ravi Zacharias has hid hundreds of pictures of women. There's been abuse over the many decades at uh, massage parlors and whatnot. Christianity Today has done a wonderful job of following along with this story, as difficult as it is. And one of those people who has helped to tell the narrative of this story is Daniel Silliman. Daniel's the news editor at Christianity Today, and uh, he's written a piece about this. And Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here, though. It's uh, rough circumstances. Sure is. Daniel, uh, this 12-page report was released a week ago today by Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, and it confirms uh, the allegations that those of us who keep track of these things online have heard about for the last couple of years. Um, that is that um, Ravi Zacharias abused young women at day spas that he owned in Atlanta. Um, there are victims of Ravi's that are uh, in the United States and around the world. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a type of double life that is hard to come to grips with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not it's not um, clear how long it had been going on. We have um, um, victim reports of victims dating back at least to 2004. Um, but it, it and and there were um, you know accusations of a sexting relationship in 2017 that 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 kind of got ignored um, that that got dismissed by um, a bunch of people who really had the opportunity to take them seriously and, and did something else. The most recent allegations came out um, right after Zacharias died in May 2020, so a little over or not quite a, not quite a year ago. And one of the victims was, um, you know, watching the live stream like so many of us, but she had had these experiences where, where Zacharias um, – took advantage and used his reputation as a famous Christian to um, manipulate her and abuse her sexually. And she was just watching, you know, all these good Christians praise this person and thought, how, how come, how come no one's come forward? How come no one's um, 
been willing to say anything. And she actually, she actually told me um, that she prayed about it and felt like God told her, well, you can do something. There's a lot of people out there living with this dark secret and you can do something. And that's how um, the secret life started to come to light. Right. So Daniel, this 12 page report that Kath referenced was uh, commissioned itself by Robbie Zacharias International Ministries, but um, as pointed as the as the findings were, I guess in many ways it, it could feel for especially for the victims a little too a little too late because Robbie Zacharias passed away not that long ago and was really never brought to the fore and um, you know paid the price of what had he had done in his life. Yeah, I mean it is too late for for Zacharias, but the, the women the women who were abused, the ones that I spoke to told me that what was important for them is that the truth came out, that the truth okay. was was known. And and of course um Zacharias also built this ministry. You know, starting in nineteen eighty four he built Ravi Zacharias International Ministry. It had hundreds of apologists, um, you know, doing their own work, but also in his name and on his reputation. Um, so there's also a, a sort of larger questions of accountability. It wasn't just one man. It was one man with uh, a very large ministry around him and people who worked side by side with him and with him and over him, um, people that he was accountable to that have to you know, really take stock with that that question of that double life. And the report says that um, there's no evidence that any of the people at the ministry knew. But at a certain point, I think the people are asking themselves, but, but should I have known? Why didn't I know? How could I have, you know, labored in the field for so long and traveled with him? And um, it really seems like he used his reputation actually as a as a kind of cover, there's at least, we found at least a couple of instances where people did ask questions and the response was, oh, but that's Ravi. How can you even question Ravi? Maybe something's even wrong with, with you. You know, there really is a, a kind of celebrity. Um, and we put people, I think it's human, you know, we put people on pedestals instead of recognizing that uh, powerful people are potentially, um, hiding a lot of things. Right. Daniel Silliman is with us, news editor of Christianity Today. We're talking about the uh, recent uh, discoveries that have come to the fore about Ravi Zacharias. If you've got kids in the room and you're listening to the program, this uh, is a conversation that has a lot of adult themes. Um, you might want to turn the radio off for a few moments or move your kids to another room. Um, I want to bring up some uh, facets of your article um, that you put together that I, I thought you really did an excellent job on, Daniel. Um uh, Zacharias, you write, um, use tens of thousands of dollars of ministry funds dedicated to a humanitarian effort to pay for yeah. massage therapists, providing them housing, schooling, and monthly support for extended periods of time. One woman told the investigators that, quote, after he arranged for the ministry to provide her with financial support, he required sex from her. Um, she also said that Ravi Zacharias made her, quote, pray with him to thank God for the opportunity they both received. And called her his reward for living a life of service to God. 
Um, Zacharias also warned the woman, a fellow believer, that if she ever spoke out against him, she would be responsible for millions of souls lost when his reputation was damaged. Um, this is truly sick and uh, twisted behavior. It really is. I mean, just reading the words out loud, it, it, for someone who's, who's uh, you know, really appreciated his teaching for as long as I have, I can hardly, uh, I can hardly believe it, Daniel. Um, from your perspective, um, tell me, talk about your interactions with these women and, um, and what their state of mind is. And I don't know how you have personally responded to the story. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that quote is so heartbreaking and it, it shows, I think, how, um, you, you know, a sexual sin from a normal run-of-the-mill Christian can be kind of different. And this is someone who used um, his authority as a minister, as a, as a pastor to, to cover up, to abuse, and, um, you know, to, to manipulate this women and, and we're finding out actually um many women so it's really it's really heartbreaking you know a lot of the women really thought they were the only ones and they thought they thought uh, a number of them told me i mean i haven't spoken to all of them but i i interviewed three at at length and they told me that at first they thought it was their fault that they had somehow sinned so bad or were so like morally weak that they caused this great man to do this thing. And it was only later that they realized, oh no, this is actually, this is actually a pattern. This is actually, um, you know, the Christian and Missionary Alliance, which um, ordained Ravi Zacharias, they called it a pattern of predatory behavior. And, you know, it's, I think it's hard for people originally to see that they've been, that they've been victimized. Um, But that's what the evidence shows. And so Daniel, just you personally, I mean, when you first start to investigate a story like this, of course, you have a good sense of where you're headed. You start to put together a roadmap. I mean, there you are at Christianity Today. I, I'm sure it had to be hard for you yourself to wrap your head around what you were hearing and what you eventually were going to write in this story. Yeah, and you have to go really slow. I mean, I started investigating this in August Um I, I first reported it at the end of September. You're very careful. You check everything that can be checked, and you start you start um, you know building stuff you can prove very slowly. Um, I mean, originally I thought I was just going to report about the fact that he owned day spas, and that that seems like an odd thing. Um, but yeah, it gets it gets it gets heartbreaking, and I would say, you know, I. I find myself especially burdened and, and saddened by the by the corporate response. There are there are ministries and and structures that are supposed to be in place to help us, and um, they they failed. And I think that that's hard to that's hard to wrap your head around. Not just one man's wickedness, but but whole um, you know structures that just don't do what they're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up because, you know, with a Catholic church scandal and it, you know, Pittsburgh was part of this as well. Uh, what sort of rubbed us the wrong way was, you know, the corporate response where, you know, all of a sudden there are people that have, whose lives have been really crushed by this. And then you look for a response and it becomes, you know, a legal document, uh, which is totally mm-hmm. void of empathy and compassion. 
Yeah, I mean, so RZIM um, did put out a statement um, calling for repentance and, and talking about their their grief. Um, there, and there were many people. Um, so initially, they denied it, and 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 if I mean, if you can imagine how hard it was for you to to reckon with it, the you know the ministry is currently run by Ravi Zacharias's daughter. She and the others who've worked with him didn't want to believe this and and denied it. Mm-hmm. But there were but there were some people, some some apologists in the ministry who really went to great lengths to to push um, the leadership to. Uh, to really be careful um, and reckon with this and really talk about repentance um, as Christians, as people committed to the gospel, we have to seek forgiveness. And um, that's true for what we do and what we don't do when we look the other way from as well. Right. But at the same time, right. I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to crystal ball this, but looking forward, you know, the, the Robbie Zacharias international ministries, it can't, it can't be as it is. I mean, whether it's the ministry itself or someone, you know, who would you know love the books that Ravi used to write. I mean, certainly the teachings still hold weight, but it comes now with so much baggage. They're I mean, hard to cut yeah. through. Yeah. I think people will have to make a, a lot of decisions. Um, I know the publisher of many of Ravi Zacharias's books, Harper Collins, Christian publishing, has just pulled um, 20 titles from print, so they won't be new ones won't be available, and the the ministries are going to have to make decisions too. So um, RZIM in Canada just decided that it's going to close down. RZIM in the United Kingdom is going to separate and um, distance themselves from Zacharias and his reputation, um, and the ministry in in the U.S. is taking some time to. Um, pray and go through uh, with a consulting firm and also some victims advocates and think about the tough question of uh, next steps. You know, so much has been built around the reputation of one person. So when that collapses, you really have to, uh, you really have to, um, you can't just move on cavalierly. It takes a minute to figure out what that means for you. Right. And of course, there's a lot of blame to go around. You know, we've talked about RZIM and how they should have asked better questions and they should have demanded better answers. Um, There's also Mr. Zacharias himself, who just steadfastly refused to cooperate with any type of investigation and reacted very badly when questions were asked of him, because, of course, he had a lot to hide. Um, So, uh, you know, no one even saw his phone until after he had passed away. And of course, when someone saw his phone, there were hundreds of images of young women on that phone. Um, And so, you know, I don't know how you, uh, it's hard to reckon with something that has so many, that has so much fault in so many areas. Daniel, do you have any uh, viewpoint on that? I mean, we have to run to the truth and we have to be open to, uh, to investigations. I mean, he was accused of sexting and with a woman and and soliciting, you know, very explicit sexual messages from her denied it. And everyone just took his word for it. Kind of. Um, I did. Listen, I, I, you know, 
Sure. Yeah, Daniel, let me interrupt you and just say that, you know, I can give you a, a personal statement that I was one of uh, his financial supporters over the years. Mm-hmm. And I got that e- that particular email from him where he explained the situation with Lorianne Thompson. I remember where I was sitting when I got it um, because he went to great lengths to say that this was a situation he should not have been embroiled in, but he did not do anything that was improper, that he had basically allowed himself to be extorted by this woman and her husband. And that was his fault, but that was really all it was. I remember coming home and telling my husband about it and saying, oh, you know, this horrible thing happened to Ravi because he was being extorted by some woman. I mean, I look back on that now and I think, you know, I'm not going to pick on anybody else for being gullible because I was every bit as much. Yeah. Yeah. And we know, we know now that that wasn't true at all. He completely made that up. And there were pictures of um, you know, 200, 200 pictures on his phone. And, you know, when Ravi's Zacharias sent out a statement to his staff saying, I've learned a lesson and I'm going to be so much careful. He was soliciting photos from a woman uh, in Malaysia that very same day. So uh, I think we want to be trusting. We don't want to be cynical, but we also, you know, really, really run the risk of more people getting hurt if we just take stuff on faith and just think, Sorry, my you hear my hair? Oh yeah, yeah sorry. you came back. You just said you said you don't want us to be cynical, but you think we should be what? We yeah, so we shouldn't be cynical, but we also can't just take stuff on faith and we can't just think, well, he's one of the good ones, I won't be suspicious. Like right, the people <laughs> and maybe and maybe not everybody at home is responsible, but a little bit responsible. We gotta feel a little bit responsible, right? Yeah. Like he's yep. he's using the our goodwill to get away yes. with this and to yes. hurt people. Yes. Yeah. Well, Daniel, I mean, as brutal as the story is, uh, kudos to you and to yeah. Kate Shellnut for the, the investigative work you've done and the clarity of the findings in the article that you put together in uh, Christianity Today. Of course, you can find that online, Christianity Today, and the, uh, the hard copy as well. They continue to do excellent work in a, a very difficult political and spiritual terrain that we are all uh, living through at the moment. So, Daniel, thank you so much. Uh, keep it up. Thanks for having me. We really want to uh, serve the church and pursue the truth. Thanks, guys. And you are. That's Daniel Silliman, news editor, Christianity Today. We'll take a break. Come back. Uh, it's our daily feature of Does This Make Sense? Do you remember what was kept in a springhouse? If you're an old-timer, you know that a springhouse was used for storing fresh, cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of springhouse. Our springhouse is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the springhouse in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. My 8-year-old niece and I have one very important thing in common, a deep, passionate love for cheesecake. I remember stopping over once with the famous Cheesecake Factory Cheesecake. 
she'd attack that thing exactly like she should. Mid-piece, she looks up, and she's got it everywhere. On her nose, her chin, and literally a smear across her elbow. As I was thinking about that moment this week, I thought, that's how I want our Faith and Family Mortgage team to be. When Word FM listeners choose to call us, it really is a gift for us to get to work for you. And whether we're talking refinance, cash-out refinance, or new home purchase, it's a really big deal. So we better be attacking your situation with the fervor of an eight-year-old with her cheesecake. We'll do the work. You just sit back and relax. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Did you know that migraine is a disabling disease affecting over 36 million Americans? The pain of migraine sufferers is often so bad their lives just stop. The American Migraine Foundation helps people living with migraine to find the support and treatment they need. If you, a friend, or a family member suffer from migraine, go to AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to learn more, find help, and get connected. Make your move against migraine. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Mike Badalini for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. here on WORD. You can also call Mike Badalini now for your complimentary customized retirement and income kit and 115-page retirement and income book at 844-449-SAFE. That's 844-449-7233. 101.5-WOR. RDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the word FM mobile app iHeart tune in and at radio.com Tonight will be overcast with occasional snow and flurries, mainly early. Storm total snowfall 3 to 6 inches. Roads will be snow-packed and slippery tonight, so take extra precaution as you need to head out and about. We'll see a low of 25. For tomorrow, cloudy and cold with a couple of snow showers, high 29. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and colder, low 13. Saturday, mostly cloudy with flurries. It'll be very cold Saturday with a high of 24. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does a... Does what make sense? Cookbooks. What? Cookbooks. Quick books. Cookbooks. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were going to find... Excuse me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, cookbooks. In an cookbooks. era of digital media, when if you want a you know, re- recipe for you know, sautéed cauliflower, you can just Google sautéed cauliflower. Do cookbooks make sense? Well, I would say cookbooks still make sense because like my wife, she uses a a cookbook like, like it's a work of, you know, literature. Well, she'll sit on the couch and go, Hey, listen to this. And did it. And I'll go, man, that sounds good. That sounds good. So I kind of like that. I like to have the hard copy of that. Now, of course I'm not making anything right. The thing that I make, uh, I found online, I printed the recipe out, put it in the kitchen and just kind of went by that. So mm-hmm. I didn't need a cookbook, mm-hmm. but I still do believe that a cookbook has its place in this world. You're saying no. 
No, I'm saying absolutely yes. Oh, good. So I'm saying that sense. nothing about Googling sautéed cauliflower is the same as having a cookbook that's going to show you a photograph, explain right. it to you. It's a personal thing. It's something you hold in your hand. It's something that's important to you. It's something that you look at on your bookshelf. It's something that you take down. It's something that has the splatter from the last time you made the dish on the yeah, page. Yeah, that's it, right? And the notes inside. My wife always has notes. I made yummy, this for 12 people yummy, on this date. Don't make this again. Right, this dinner party happened. Double this part. Yeah, Listen, I, it's a I am telling you, okay. cookbooks. The real thing makes sense. I'll agree with that. Very good. Okay, does this make sense? You've got like, um, you know, your computer plug. And it's mm -hmm. got three prongs. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't have that in the wall there. So mm -hmm. what do I do? I go and get myself a little three-prong adapter. Oh, sure. And then I plug that into the three-prong adapter. And then it becomes a two-prong. And right. then I sort of, I circumvent the safety of it all. Exactly. I do that all the time. Yeah. My whole house is filled. I bet you I have 10 three-prong adapters that I've gone to the, you know, the hardware oh, yeah. store, but it's unsafe, but listen, still they sell them. Listen, so does that I, have make ten, sense? I have 10 of those in this room right? to make this thing happen. As much as I love them, when I use them, I think this is unsafe. So it doesn't make sense to me, but they continue to use and make three-prong adapters. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense, John, but I am still using them because otherwise those of us who live in old houses can not have access to anything contemporary or you just call an electrician and have your whole house converted i can't to, do that right that's all I can't do that. all right cookbooks make sense three-prong adapters i really not don't really. 101.5 word you may have a photographic memory but when you pull out those old snapshots there are always going to be details that you've never noticed or maybe you've forgotten them that's why it's good practice to revisit what you think you know, particularly about the Lord Jesus Christ. John MacArthur helps you do that in the series, Rediscovering the Christ of Scripture on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Join Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien on the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise the summer of 2021. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'm excited to tell you that I'll be joining my friends at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2021 to host a cruise to Alaska, and I'm hoping that you can join me. Alaska, as you know, is filled with glaciers, rugged mountains, and wildlife, a land where God's design and majesty are constantly on display. If you've ever dreamed of exploring this amazing place, now's your opportunity, especially as we'll experience the wonders of Alaska in a community of other believers, and this from the comfort of our first-class ship. The week will be enhanced as my friends Laura Story and Michael O'Brien lead us in worship, and as together we look at God's Word for both challenge and inspiration. I look forward to seeing you there. Sign up now, 855-565-5519, or log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. 
and a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner where students see faith woven into every subject and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Rush Limbaugh passed away yesterday. Now, as soon as Rush Limbaugh passed away and the news hit the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, people, of course, you know, media outlets always have um, obituaries that are, you know, in the can, so to speak. There's some some culling of them and some, you know, cleaning of them. But for the most part, the person's life has already been encapsulated sometimes, you know, a decade or so before that person has passed away. So when a person dies quickly, an obituary finds its way into mainstream media. And of course the age that we live in now, as quick as someone dies and as quick as an obituary is posted, then the horror of the haters comes forth. And as much as we live in an age where nothing surprises you anymore, where your skin is thickened to a hard callus, where you think you've heard it all and seen it all, when you crush on the dead Mm -hmm. and you effectively just hate on someone who took their breath less than an hour ago and you read one vitriolic comment after another, it makes you despair for the human race, for the horror of who we are of God's creation. To speak ill of the dead. Samuel D. James is with us. Samuel is associate acquisitions editor at Crossway Books. He is the editor of Letter and Liturgy, contributing editor at the Gospel Coalition. He wrote a very moving, insightful piece called Ill of the Dead. And Samuel, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you've written such a terrific piece here. I loved it so much. I thought it was so necessary and important, as did John. And um, you, at the beginning of your piece, Samuel, you talked about Rachel Held Evans, who was a progressive theologian, writer, uh, thinker, who passed away about a couple years ago. And um, people were kind of uh, comparing her death yesterday to Rush Limbaugh's death. And you saw one commenter in particular who said, look, if you're someone who is lamenting the death of Rush Limbaugh and you didn't lament the death of Rachel Held Evans, then you're part of the problem. And mm-hmm. what you said here is so insightful. You say, I, I, I guess I understand what this person was trying to say, but I don't think I've ever seen a tweet that exemplified better the dysfunctional and odious effects of social media on the human experience. Samuel, talk about how death is, you know, discussed and related to in real life versus online. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think for a few years, I've just noticed 
that social media has a tendency to disrupt our humane responses to tragedy. And this is true whether it's the death of an individual or an accident or a shooting, something like that. And in the wake of these tragic events, social media just has a tendency to reward kind of inhumane responses. And, you know, if, if you can remember, if anybody can remember what life was like before social media, if, if somebody that you didn't care for, a public figure or a celebrity of some kind, passed away and you heard about it, you may have had a thought or two, but it didn't consume your emotions. You just kind of right. let it go. Um, but yeah. it feels like today there's a there's a reward system in place with social media uh, yep. for people who are willing to kind of channel their negative emotions as effectively as possible because this resulted in more addictive behavior on the websites and that's profitable for them. Uh, but I but beyond social media, our normal human response to death is to just be silent and to contemplate our own mortality. And I think that's the proper, that's the Christian response, uh, not kind of trying to score points or compare notes with other people to feel better about yourself or your tribe. Uh, and I think that's one of the worst effects of social media on our discourse today. Yeah. And, and you know, as you read these no, comments, which, you know, you try not to, I try not to, but of course you fall into this. I often think to think, who raised these people? What were their mm-hmm. parents talking to these people about as they were kids growing up? Because clearly all social mores have been abandoned where people just kind of think they can say any ugly, disgusting thing about someone who's passed away. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good point. And uh, in a lot of cases, you know, sometimes maybe the, the parents weren't able to be as involved with their children's use of technology. And that's something that's would probably be true of my parents. You know, my parents have talked to me as an adult and said, you know, we didn't know how this kind of stuff was shaping you when you were a teenager mm-hmm. and, and how your, your heart and your mind were kind of being uh, invaded by this kind of technology. And I, I think you can raise a child to, to understand certain kind of principles and, and ethical uh, decorum, uh, but but social media is its own thing, and social media is constantly forming us. And so if you're on these websites and you're, and you're kind of using them as an outlet for self-expression, uh, that's having a deep effect. It has a deep effect on all of us, and it's shaping us to be people that maybe we never intended to be. Yeah. Again, very well said. Uh, We're talking to Samuel D. James, Associate Acquisitions Editor at Crossway Books, about a piece he wrote called Ill of the Dead. We're talking about the death of Rush Limbaugh yesterday and the associated responses to to that online. Uh, Another thing uh, that I really appreciated in your piece, Samuel, you said, quote, I just don't think we're conscious enough of how Internet life has created illegitimate categories of thought that are not just illogical, but emotionally destructive. Let me say that again. It is emotionally destructive to cultivate the kind of habits that go into keeping track of who is mourning which dead person on Twitter. Now, if you would have, if you could have had a time machine and read that sentence you wrote to yourself 15 years ago, you would have been like, when did I lose my mind, right? <laughs> it's hard to believe that that's a sentence that needs to be spoken or written. Well, a lot's changed, and uh, I think most people feel that uh, there's nowhere to hide, uh, and there are systems in place and a a kind of cultural um, 
ethos, if you will, that just rewards this type of this type of feeling. And it's so emotionally destructive because, as I go on to say in the piece, you know, there's going to be a time for all of us, whether by choice or, or the impossibility of using these services, that we're not going to be online all the time. Like either we're we're going to step away, or, or you know, these companies are going to fold and go on to something else. Uh, but the effects that this is having on us of just reading this kind of stuff and then internalizing it, and it feels righteous in the moment, and so we want everybody to see how right and how uh, you know real, quote-unquote, we are. And we are going to be the ones stuck with those effects on our heart while these technology companies you know, go and come as they will. Uh, so it, it is incredibly emotionally destructive, but there's nothing – there's, there's very few things worse than the inability to lament, and that is what social media is very destructive toward, the, the ability to lament. And it's a very, very destructive place to be for individuals and for a culture. Yeah, it's a sickness. There's no doubt about that. And Daniel, when I was a, a young man, I, I worked for a few years for a funeral home. And so in those few years, you know, I was around literally hundreds and hundreds of dead bodies. And of course, you know, if you reach an age where you witness death yourself, whether it's, you know, your, your parents or your spouse or whatnot, you, every, everyone knows. I mean, if you, if you witness that, if you're part of that, if you see the dead, there is something that is inherently holy to be with the dead and sure. see these, you know, harsh, hard comments disparaging the dead it's 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 just ignorance and it's it shows the lack of of care and the vacuum that we live in today where you know the dead are put in hospitals and you know sanitized in all of a sudden we see them in a casket and we miss that opportunity to go through that and i think you know that education we're missing something that's so deeply vitally important of what it is to be alive which is to care for the dead and i think we see that response in the responses that are you know in the comment sections of you know web blogs or whatnot i think that's a great comment and i i would only add one thing i i think all death is meant to make us think about our own mortality that's something in the scriptures uh, to recognize that we are creatures who are going to die and we're going to stand in front of the Lord. And it's, it's good. It's healthy for us to have this kind of sober awareness anytime we hear of somebody's death to consider our own mortality. You know, Jesus' disciples asked him one time about a group of people who had died in an accident, and they said, how are these people worse sinners that this happened to them? And Jesus said, well, it wasn't that they were worse sinners, but unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Jesus is turning the, the topic uh, and, and wanting them to confront their own mortality and their own relationship to God. And I think one of the effects of these technologies, and you're seeing this now, I've, I've heard reports of, of there's these concentration camp memorials that are set up throughout Europe. And one of the problems that they're facing is that people are coming on the grounds of these concentration camps and they're taking selfies and they're doing videos and they're live tweeting it. And it's a very kind of irreverent spirit that they're seeing cultivated on these very holy, very hallowed grounds. Uh, and that's, I, I can't help but think that's just a way of human nature trying to avoid thinking about our own mortality. And so, yeah, we, we, have, to, we have to be more genuine about what death means for us uh, to face the Lord one day, because it's, it's true of everyone. 
That's Samuel D. James, Associate Acquisitions Editor at Crossway Books, Editor of Letter and Liturgy, and Contributing Editor at the Gospel Coalition, talking about his piece called Ill of the Dead. Uh, thank you so much, Samuel, for being with us today. Thank you very much. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hey, you've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. And so now Mike Lindell, he wants to give back. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now. Click on the new radio listener specials. Listen, MyPillow, it's a really good pillow. I love it. I use it every night. I sleep like a baby. You can get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, robes, so much more. For example, they're bringing back the BOGO offer. Buy one, get one on Giza Dream Sheets right now. Buy one set, another one absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, hit the new radio listener specials. Promo code is WORD. Call 800-391-0954. MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. 800-391-0954. It's the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for a queen price from brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 during the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you miss the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart. talked a little earlier on the show about uh, YouTube and these soothing digital rooms where you can put yourself in some sort of cocoon of, yep. you know, a library somewhere or a forest somewhere. Well, here's a digital cocoon for you. For the first time ever, Allegiant Airlines, fairly new to the Pittsburgh area. They're a small carrier. For the very first time ever, they have announced from Pittsburgh to Key West, Florida, the magical words of nonstop flights. Yes. Can you imagine that? Yes. You're going to go to the airport and you're going to get on a nonstop flight (gasps) to Key West. I wonder how long that takes. 
Oh my god! You think it takes oh. what four hours? Oh no! Well, it's far. It's pretty. It's way south. Well, not four. No, Maybe no. three. I bet you. I bet no. I bet it takes under two hours. No way! No way! That's I'm, I'm guessing. No. All right. But man, it sure would be nice, wouldn't it? You know, hey, I'm going to go to Key West. Uh, you know, you know how you have like I have like um, weather things on my phone. You know, cities that I look at from time to time, and one of those is Key West. Two I, hours, I've never been there. Minutes. How is it? Two hours, 42 minutes. 2.42. Okay. okay. All right. I mean, that'd be a nice little dream, wouldn't it? Are you kidding me? I've never, I've flown over it. Yeah, me too. Doesn't it look beautiful? <laughs> of course it does. Because it's so far south. It, the ocean looks so beautiful, green, blue. It's really gorgeous. Oh my gosh, so, I'd love to One go. of these days, nonstop to Key West. That'd be a winter blah. Pick me up. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.